What will become of Dawn and Betty? What's gonna happen to Pete and Peggy? For Kate, it's a mystery. For Ashley, a mystery. It's time to hear Mad Women. Hey, Ashley. Hi, Kate. Was all of that being recorded my grunting? Some of your grunting was. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little little pre-intro grunts. Hello, listener. Welcome to Mad Women. Hello. I've listened to every app. Ep- I've watched every episode <laughs> and listened to it simultaneously. No brag. Of Mad Men. Mm. Like three times. Minimal humble brag. I know. I'm real humble because it's nerdy. <laughs> Ashley hasn't seen any of them except for the one that we're talking about. That's and all right. the ones before it. And all the ones before. What if I... After we recorded it, it like erased from my brain, like Mm. Men in Black style. Like my brain does? Yeah. What if you, (laughs) what if you like flashy thinged me? Who's to say I didn't? You can never know. Still remembering them, so. Yeah, but are you remembering all of them? I'm remembering them better than you are, apparently. That's fair. I can't, I can't even keep up the ruse. Maybe you're flashy thinging yourself. I wonder about that. Like, is there something I'm doing? Do I just knock my head on You need something? to memory palace each and every mm. episode. Wow. I should do that. Instead, I'm just going to do a podcast about each one. <laughs> it's the only thing that works. There you go. And then just re-listen to us. Yeah. I love listening to us. And we're going to listen to each other talk about season three, episode seven, 723, which I... Like, because our area code here is 734, and so I feel like it made me feel, I don't know. Okay. I'm from away, so I like the new <laughs> area code. <laughs> it's a cool area code. Okay. It's not that cool. All right. It's also not my phone number. I'm going to say, I don't use that area <laughs> Neither code. Neither of us have that area code. Uh-uh. <laughs> I still use my old area code. But my work one is... A. I don't know. But my work one is as well. Look at us. I think. Yeah. Working in the metro area. Working girls. Working girls. Uh, thanks, listener, for your patience. It's summertime. We got a lot of stuff to do here in summertime. Summer, summer, summertime. That's and a good song. The living is easy. I know different that, summertime yeah, songs. Yeah, that was a different one. I don't know that one. Okay. I think um, it was Will Smith. Hot down, DJ Back of my neck, getting I like the shape that your mouth makes when you sing that. Yeah. I like it's very specific. That's <laughs> that's my vo- voiceover technique. It was just one half. The uh-huh. full half was completely closed and the other half was uh, yeah, it was open. I didn't want to aspirate into the microphone. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going to talk out of the side of my mouth and it was that'll great. make the audio better. Did we do anything wrong last week? I don't think so. Of course not. Three weeks ago, we were perfect. I'm sure there was an episode and we talked about it. (laughs) Uh, Are we ready for... (gasps) Ashley predicted. Ashley predicted for season three, episode seven, that Joan isn't actually leaving. Mm. Uh, But she still hasn't told anyone. So she's in the office in disguises. She's dressed as a Xerox with boxes. She's... (laughs) Dressed as a giant bottle of liquor on a dolly. Now, Peggy notices 
and asks why, and Joan does admit to her, but Don's too distracted to notice. Hmm. I'll say that might have happened. I might have. Yeah, we didn't see Joan. She could have been did we? expertly camouflaged. Yeah. They yeah. don't mess with, you know, wardrobe and Mm-mm. set dressing. Mm-hmm. So if they want Joan to be a Xerox machine, <laughs> she's going to be a Xerox machine. <laughs> Don is being courted by both PPP and Hilton. Okay. Um, Putnam, Powell, and Lowe and Hilton. They both think that he's sexy and they both want to make him president. <laughs> He is torn because he has loyalty to PPP slash SC, um, but also Connie is cool. Mm. And so it ends in a cliffhanger where Don is in the middle of Fifth Avenue with with, uh, Putnam (laughs) Palin Lowe on one side, Sterling Cooper on the other, and they're calling to him like a dog. (laughs) Uh, Guy McKendrick is furious for losing both his foot Mm. and his future, and he Mm. becomes an additional son of Sam Mm -hmm. in the London office of the son of Sam. That could very well be happening. It really could be. God knows in the 60s. So he's going to steal their lives since they stole his future. Oh, shit. And he and Pete become the most powerful Sams. (laughs) And the lingo was Joan. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. I really thought it'd be in there. <laughs> I thought it would be too. Mm. But alas, <laughs> it was not. So a synopsis. Don attempts to land the Hilton. No. Mm. Let's try it again. Don's attempts to land the Hilton Hotel account backfired when Hilton refuses to work with him unless Sterling Cooper signs him to a contract. Betty meets with Henry Francis to discuss mm. a project. Peggy tells Duck she is not interested in changing agencies, but their meeting has unintended consequences. Oh. With sexy results. <laughs> 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 to quote Homer Simpson. Um, all right. So, it starts out. This is a strangely this fashioned is a episode. weird ep. Because we it's have, weird. it's like, I can't say if the whole thing is flash forwards or flashbacks. It's like, does it start with a flash forward or is the main thing a flashback? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll tell you when this ep started, yeah. I thought for sure I was on the wrong episode. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Hang on. I fucked up. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Yeah. Um, There's a lot going on. Because it, it, it opens with like all these scenes yeah. of the characters clearly in the middle of something mm-hmm. that I didn't see the beginning yes. of. Yes. Which, it's funny because I have started where I skipped an episode and mm. I watched the whole thing without really <laughs> realizing it. So. so we start out, there's this really like, I wrote doleful music. Mm. Peggy is naked in bed with a boy. Mm-hmm. We don't know who the Very boy fancy is. bed. Oh, yeah. Nice stuff. Not Peggy's house. Nope. Betty is lying in a sundress on a like a fainting couch. I said she's she's laying like paint me like one of your French girls. Mm, indeed. Mm-hmm. Barely clothed. Mm, mm-hmm. Almost naked. <laughs> but she does look thin again. I think she's yes. lost whatever her post baby bump is and they emphasize it. Yes. And Don is just face down on a hotel room floor. His nose is broken. There's like beer and liquor bottles everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he's rubbing his neck. Mm-hmm. He's clearly in a hotel room. There's like yes. two beds. It looks like a mm-hmm. shitty motel. Yes. Very different from the nice mo- hotel that Peggy wakes up right. in. Or other bedroom. 
I wrote, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. That was literally my note yeah. in this scene. There is a lot of what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. So it goes from Don's neck, like sorely rubbing it to perky music. He's putting on his tie. He's polishing his shoes. Mm-hmm. He's getting ready. Now, when I saw him polishing his shoes, I said, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> because listener, part of the reason why we've had a hard time uh, scheduling time is because I have purchased a house that is full of Don Draper and Betty era things. Yeah. It is the last residence home. And one of the things, it's the last residence home. That's a meaningless sentence. Um, (laughs) One of the things that I have purchased along with this house is a shoeshine box, exactly like the one Don is using. Oh. It's got the little, it's a little wooden box with the little step on it. It's full of shoe polish and stuff. Wowza. Yeah, so... Harold was fancy like Don. Yeah, Harold, R.I.P. Harold and Nancy. (laughs) They've left me some Don Traper They've left you some amazing gifts as a Mad Men fan. Indeed. And a Mad Woman. Yeah. You are well outfitted Uh for mid-century modern... uh, things yes and i'll there's a couple things i can i'll well actually so the next scene we see betty downstairs with an older woman whose name i don't know if we ever get no and she uh is showing a new living room set and so don comes down and the lady walks him through all of the new things there's a i'm gonna mispronounce most of these <laughs> i wrote them down but i don't know how to pronounce them so a modern chinoiserie break front okay a dunbar japanese in Japanese-influenced sofa, silk Dupiani drapes, Murano vases, and a classic Drexel end table. So it has, like, that Asian flair that Mm -hmm. was so popular after World War II Mm -hmm. and Korea, which my house has a mural of a bonsai (laughs) and a Japanese garden on it. So clearly, uh, you know, time appropriate. So Betty asks what goes here, right where we're standing, in between all the chairs and the sofa. And she says, that's your hearth, darling. That's the soul of your home. People gather around a fire even if there isn't one. Well, she's standing right in front of a fireplace, isn't she? Like, isn't there literally a fireplace where she's standing in front of? Yes. Yeah. And I think that is the hearth. Like, that... Right. And so... Which, by the end of it, something does go there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But I just thought, like... That line that the lady said is very Don Drapery. Mm, that yes. people gather around a fire even if there's not one. And I almost wonder if he's going to say that in the future. Oh. I don't know that, <laughs> actually, but he might. What if all Don Draper's Donologues were stolen from interior designers? <laughs> he's just constantly, like, watching interviews and reading books by interior designers. Mm-hmm. And, like... You know, going to showrooms, mm-hmm. speaking with salespeople. Yes, he's at uh, Pier One. Yes, asking about exactly uh, tchotchkes <laughs> and <laughs> rugs. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that's the secret to his success, and that's why he's so. It might be. That's also why he's so afraid to have a contract because anyone could do it mm. if they figure out his secret. That's right. So he says it's fine, and Betty tells him, all you do at work all day is evaluate objects. I would like the benefit of your eye. And he looks at it, and he's like, move the end table and the lamp to the other end of the couch. And they're both like, 
What? That's amazing. You're a genius. That's exactly how all of their voices mm-hmm. in that scene yeah. were. He got very Brooklyn. <laughs> and everyone else turned into Scooby-Doo. Yep. <laughs> it's uh, the 60s, baby. <laughs> what they do. <laughs> so then we go to Sterling Coop. There's a bunch of dudes in an elevator. And Roger comes in after Don and he is in a mood. He's always in a mood anymore. He really is. Because he has anything to do. Exactly. They've yeah. written him out of the flow chart. So what's mm-hmm. he going to do? Just stomp around. He is... Now, this is what I tell my kids when they're being stompy. Yeah. I, I ask them why they're being a grumpy horse. Because <laughs> when horses are grumpy, you know, they just kind of kick yeah. the ground. And that's what Viv does. My oh. three-year-old, she just kicks the ground. <laughs> and so then I'm like, why are you being a grumpy horse? Yeah. Which then, of course, makes her laugh and makes oh. her stop being grumpy. But Roger is just being yeah. a grumpy horse. He's definitely, he's complaining it's too hot. Uh-huh. And he, the sunrise was just average. <laughs> he couldn't sleep. And uh, Roger says that Ogilvy wrote a book and he got the galleys, mm-hmm. which, as we know, Ho-Ho had Ho-ho. the galleys a couple months ago. That's right. And they want a quote from him, but he thinks it'll further hurt the image of advertising professionals. Uh, that's the mm-hmm. summary of what he said that I wrote down. <laughs> and he says, it's a book everybody writes, but he got it published. It should be called, called 1,000 Reasons Why I'm So Great. And he'll send Don a copy because he doesn't want Don to actually spend money on it. Right. So this book, according to Matt Zoller-Seist's article in Mad Men Carousel, was, so it was published in July of 1960, or maybe August of 1963, mm-hmm. but according to Matthew Weiner, it was part of the inspiration for Ma- uh, Don Draper. Mm. And so, like, because it's like, this was, he was the top, Ogilvy was the Don Draper of the real, um... Of the real madman. Yeah. Mm. And so his thoughts on how advertising works in the early 60s mm-hmm. were how Mad Men uh, worked. Gotcha. So Don is walking to his office and Sal, Paul, Harry, and Pete are like grinning and waiting at the desk. Uh, Allison is is also happy. They're all just like super giddy. They're just hovering. Yeah. They look like <laughs> they look like if you looked at their feet, they'd be a little just two inches off the ground. <laughs> They're just kind of floating yeah. in air. Because why are they so excited? Because Connie Hilton is inside. What? He just walked right in. He just walked in? Just walked into his office. Wow. That's mm-hmm. exciting. Uh, Don tells them, give me 20 minutes. And Paul's like, take an hour if you need to. <laughs> As if Don is going to worry about Paul waiting on him. Jeez, Paul. But Harry says, he wants to look busy. <laughs> He's like really frustrated. He's like, no, Paul. Right. Be cool. And he, but he does want to look busy because he opens the door and says, Allison, hold my calls. I love the look <laughs> she gives him. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, guys. And when, when Paul says, oh, he, or whoever, Harry, yeah. he wants to look busy. And Don's like, whatever, get it out of here. Uh-huh. Uh, and he opens the door and he turns back and he says that to Allison, hold on my calls. Uh-huh. And the look she gives him, like she rolls her eyes at him. It's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. She's like, okay, Don. Yeah, like, I was definitely going to interrupt you and the most powerful man <laughs> to ever walked in this office. So Connie is sitting behind the desk. Oh, yeah. In he's Don's he's in Don's seat. Yeah. Yeah. It just starts dragging him. Like, he's like, good morning. It's 930. It's practically lunch. 
uh, there's no Bible, there's no family photos. Mm -hmm. You should have those things. It'll make you feel better about the things you do and start showing up on time. To which Don says, maybe I was late because I was spending time with my family reading the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) I loved that line. Yeah. I also love Don's suit. Oh, tell us scene. about it. It's light gray. Mm-hmm. It's more fitted. So remember at the beginning, mm-hmm. all the suits were very boxy. Yes. Uh, and dark. And now they're becoming that more slim fitted mm-hmm. 60s look. Ooh, girl, yeah. he's looking good. All right. Don can get it. Don can get it. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, he starts out in the 50s, but this is Don's show. Yeah. So we need to make sure Don looks, we can't have him looking frumpy and old all no. the time. No, he's moving into the 60s. He looks he's good. He's being dragged into the 60s, yeah. and we're all benefiting from it. <laughs> <laughs> so Don is like, you know, Connie tells him that he's finding him hard to talk to. And he's like, you seem nervous. And Don's like, well, you just barged into my office, right. and I don't know what you want. And then Connie starts saying this, like, weird metaphor that really strange sounded like he was just having an affair yeah that's what i said he says he has an involvement and i and i don't think i think don also thought he was saying that right too he has an involvement and his needs are being met but he has significant needs and what does he do when his eye starts to wander and don says don't you have a coterie of trusted advisors friends kings that might counsel you better but Connie gives, what's his name? The Waldorf, Waldorf Astoria, the New York Hilton, and the Statler Hilton. Yes. So three big old hotels just in New York. Yes. To wet the beak and get them started. I did, it was pointed out to me that the Muppet characters, Waldorf and Statler, mm-hmm. are named after these two Hilton uh-huh. hotels, which I never put that together, but I love it. <laughs> you know, they always like sounded familiar, but yeah. I never, yeah. Yeah, those grumpy old New York Muppets. Mm-hmm. Old. And old. Like, stuffy. Mm-hmm. Not like Animal. <laughs> or... Kermit. Yeah. I'm mixing up Sesame Street and Muppets, and so I don't Animal's want to Animal's a say... Muppet. Right, but the next thing I wanted to say was Grover. Oh, no, that's not right. Yeah, so... I, I mean, they to... are technically Muppets. Right. But they weren't from the Muppet show. Well... Statler and Waldorf would never yell at Big Bird. No. They probably have at some point. They've been going on for 50 years. Well, right. I'm sure there's been a crossover. Yeah. That they put on HBO. (laughs) Actually, are in it. You know, they've really got it figured out. So Connie tells him that having him in his life is going to change things. And, you know, I said he stomped through the office. When when Conrad Hilton walks out through the office, uh-huh. he's like leaning forward and just a stamp, oh, a stamp, a stamp. Yeah. And everyone is just staring at him like he's, you know, a Marilyn Monroe walking through the place. Yes. Yes. The whole office stops and yeah. their head just turns and follows as yeah. he walks out. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. And when he leaves, Don turns around and they all just applaud. Yeah. Starting with the boys right. at Pete's office. It's cute. So then... We see Betty Francine and a couple other rando ladies sitting around the hearth. And one of the ladies says, I can't believe you just had a baby and redid your house. Are you suicidal? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Betty is interested in replacing Francine as secretary for the Junior League of Terrytown, which is just one of those things that society women did to keep themselves busy. Yes. Because... They were actually very intelligent and interested in their community, but weren't able to 
holds public office. Right. And also, it's a way for them to maintain the status quo of rich white people in Terrytown. Well, right. <laughs> Mostly Exactly. That. They need to yeah. keep things exactly as mm-hmm. they are for yeah. all time. No change ever. Yeah. Very much. Um, did you ever watch any of Mrs. America? The... No. I watched the first few episodes. It's on FX starring old Kate Blanchett. Oh. As... And it's about, like, the Equal Rights Amendment and oh, okay. the two sides of trying to stop it versus trying to mm. uh, get it passed. Uh-huh. And so the side that's trying to get it passed is exactly like this. It is wealthy Republican housewives mm-hmm. meeting in living rooms and using the power of their you know, position in the community and reach to mm-hmm. make everyone else's lives worse. <laughs> Yeah, so exactly yeah, that's, like that. right. that's what she's up to. That sounds right. Um, so there's a water tower that's uh, expected to be built in Westchester County, and they want to stop it because it's going to make it look bad and it's going to lower property values. And the Rockefellers own half the land there. So I think there was a, a Rockefeller was the governor of New York at this time. Oh, okay. Which is why they matter. Right. <laughs> and perpetually pregnant Patty says, real estate that's scary. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. But Betty knows someone in the governor's office. She sure does. Who does she know? She says that very sort of coyly. Like, mm-hmm. I might know somebody. I'd have a little connection. And they're like, who do you know? Yeah. And it's, oh, it's Henry Francis. She met him at a party. Mm-hmm. And the lady knows who he is he was the former republican party chair for westchester county he's just listed as an advisor mm-hmm. to the governor which is like a consultant right ambiguous but could have people killed could just <laughs> you know tell them what tie to wear that's who right knows what an advisor does but uh it would probably be better if betty called and she's like but why why me yeah and well, ppp says it's not adorable <laughs> to pretend you're not adorable yeah <laughs> it's like we know your one of your strengths right. is looking like a coca-cola model right so this gives us the uh impression that henry is a big deal well she literally says the old yeah. lady says he's a big deal yeah i guess when i wrote that down it was a quote and not <laughs> a statement but so we have two successive scenes where betty and don reintroduce the people that they met at that derby party. Yeah. Now, we'd seen Connie in between and found out who he was. But, like, the people they met at the, that they were rubbing sh- shoulders with this party were awfully... They're big deals. <laughs> big deals. Yeah. Big's deal. Is that how Big's you... Big's deal. That's what I would... That's how I would pluralize say Pluralize. Yeah. That sounds right. So we're back in Don's office with Sal and Pete and Paul and Harry. And they're talking high lie. Everything is going back. Like, it's like last episode was is just kind of being ignored i don't even remember what happens but this is all referring to like stuff that happened in the ho-ho episode yeah, and yeah also... they have not addressed at all the fact that a man was mangled <laughs> in their office yeah we had a 103 percent doozy yeah and no one has said a word clean it up replace the carpet move forward move forward if you don't like what's being mangled <laughs> Change the carpet. <laughs> yeah. So they're like talking about Don wants to just start in Miami and 
build outward. But Pete's like, well, Ho-Ho already bought land in Seattle, which, of course, is scary. Real estate. Real estate is scary. But the idea that this thing that appeals to, like, the Latin American population in Miami is all of a sudden going to translate to Seattle. Seattle. Which they call the indoor city. Is that what Seattle is called? Is that its nickname? I have not heard that. And is it called that because it rains all the time, so everybody just stays inside? I would have to assume. I just Googled the indoor city, and I got a flooring store. (laughs) Yeah, indoor city, at the very least, doesn't immediately uh, bring up Seattle. Okay. But I would think that makes sense. And since Highlight is an indoor sport, mm-hmm. now I did, I Googled indoor city, Seattle, and I also did that. Vi- Visit Seattle has a, the great indoors section. <laughs> so but it's clearly, it's not like the windy city. No. Or the big apple. No, Seattle is America's wetlands. <laughs> That's not true. Seattle no. is the big needle. The big parka. Because oh, it rains. The big poncho. The big poncho. There you go. The land of wet galoshes on hot dogs. Ew. Yeah. Ew. That's allegedly a Seattle dog is like cream cheese and peppers or something on hot dogs. What? Dog. And I tried it once and it was like edible. It was fine. Like but a lot of cream. How much cream cheese are we talking? I mean, a schmear. <laughs> to put it in measurements, you can understand. <laughs> But I do think that it's a prank that Seattle people are pulling on tourists. <laughs> I can't believe that there's like hilarious. a rich history of Is cream cheese hot dogs. On the bun? Yeah. Or on the, okay. I think, honestly, I don't know. I tried one outside of the Space Needle and who knows if it was I've never authentic. heard of this. There's pictures. A Seattle style hot dog, sometimes referred to as a Seattle dog, is a hot dog topped with cream cheese and sautéed onions that is often sold from late night or game day food carts in Seattle. Yeah, I feel like someone was like, you know, Seattle needs to have their own kind of hot dog. What hasn't been taken yet? All the good condiments are taken. Let's go with cream cheese. That does not look good to me. Sorry to our (laughs) Seattle fans, but we have them. Y'all gross. Bye. The high life fronton. Fronton? Pete breaks the ice about Hilton. Pete's like, you gotta tell us, how do you know him? Mm-hmm. And just like Betty says, you know, we ran into each other. We run in the same circles. Yeah. They just ran into each other at a party. And then when they all leave, Pete sticks around and wants in on Hilton. And Don's like, aren't you supposed to bring in the accounts? And I beg to be on them. Right. But he's, did you notice like, he was just like messing with his jacket button for like most of this conversation. Don? Pete was. Oh, Pete. I did not notice that. And I don't know. I mean, he's just buttoning up his jacket as he leaves, but like he spends a good two minutes just fiddling with his jacket button. And I felt like that had to have been out of nervousness. Mm. But they're talking about North American aviation, which we remember he signed in California. Right. Or after California. And Matt Dollarsize points out when Vietnam comes around, they're going to be this enormous. They're going to have a lot more business. North American aviation. Well, they like, say that in this episode. Yeah. They're saying us. like they they just placed a bunch of orders for, um, you know, different kinds of planes and mm-hmm. helicopters and yeah. gunners and all these things. Which for is all for Vietnam. Mm. Getting that ready explains why later Vietnam. Don has it on good authority 
that they will start sending people to Vietnam. Right. That's a weird inside insight to mm-hmm. future military action. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. So Don's like, you know what? Handle that. And then we'll discuss Hilton. Right. You know, back off. So we're back at in Austining, and Betty leaves a message with Henry's secretary to call about a civic matter. That's right. And then calls Her the phone kids. number was Wilson48038. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. So Wilson Westchester, four. W, probably. Okay. I, I don't know what the rest of it would stand I for. I don't know. But there you go. I wonder what would happen if you called that number right now. We got that. Well, and it was interesting to me that it wasn't a 555. Yeah, it's not. Because it would be KL or something like that. Yeah, I'm going to call it. <gasps> What did I say? Wilson 48038. Yes. So W-I-4-8038. I don't have an area code. Yeah. You'd have to look up the New York area code, which... That's that's manageable. We'll, we'll prank call them later. How about okay. it? All right. Because now. she calls the kids down to lunch. They are absolutely disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and they're washing the- Sally tells Bobby to wash his hands. Sally's becoming a little a little uh matriarch with her absent parents. Yeah. And Henry calls back like immediately. immediately. When the kids are fighting at the sink, they're pushing, yes. they're shoving, they're yelling, they're yes. being obnoxious. And she's like, I'm going to go take this in the office, Bobby. Hang up the phone. Mm-hmm. So Bobby does exactly what she says to do. Yeah. She hangs up the phone. Before. Before Betty picks yeah. up the other phone, she picks up as a ringtone. It's like, Bobby! <laughs> you little idiot! How do you be so stupid? And he's like, well, you said hang yeah. up the phone. She's like, you dumb motherfucker! You're the worst child of all of my Don't children. Don't you know how phones work, you little piece of turd breath? Quit cock blocking me, Bobby. <laughs> and then the phone rings again, and, and Bobby goes to answer it. She's like, stop it! Yeah. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. So she picks it up. And like Henry remembers like when she must have had her baby. Mm-hmm. Like she rem- and I think Betty's like, oh, he does remember me. Yeah. You must have had your baby by now. Yeah. Can you get him registered by November? <laughs> <laughs> so Henry grew up in the area. So he's familiar. And, you know, how about he stops by? They can go take a look at it. And even though it's Saturday, Betty will try to find the time. Yeah. And they'll, uh, he'll buy her a cup of coffee at Swenson's Bakery. He's like, is Swenson's Bakery still there? Mm-hmm. So he really is from around there. Oh, yeah. He knows all about it. He knows he knows where Betty's at. But then, Betty tries to get into that locked drawer. What did happened? you notice that? I well, did not notice. So she hangs up the phone. She reaches over to that drawer and yeah. gives it a shake. Huh. And then rolls her eyes because it's still locked. What a so nice little detail. Yeah. She's still trying to figure yeah. out what Don's hiding. Yeah. This happens a few times. P- mm-hmm. Women trying to get Don to be honest with them. Mm-hmm. And Don, I think, fucks it up every single time. Yeah. More or less. Yeah, he's, in general, not a great person. No, and this is not a highlight episode for Don, no, for sure. No, Then we see Peggy. She's in a yellow and blue plaid dress. She's very cute this episode. I, I found. wrote Betty. Hey! I was like, what do you mean Peggy, I wrote, but you're right. It's hard. I did it. I did the yeah. thing that you do. I wish that we were putting this on, dear listener, but <laughs> our brains are broken. And what are you going to do? Yeah. It's 
Peggy. It's yeah, Peggy okay. is opening a package, and Pete comes in and is like, I'll, you know, spoil it for you. It's from him, and, and it's expensive. It's expensive. So referring to Duck and the way he was is courting them. Mm-hmm. And it's a fancy scarf. And from Hermes. Hermes, yeah. And, um, what did I say? Hermes. I noticed, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> um, I'm just proud that I know it's spelled Hermes, yeah. but I don't actually know how to speak French. And I noticed that it was similar to the scarf that Joan had in the arrangements when she was spraying down the broken oh. ant farm and covering her mouth with yeah. it. And I actually, I looked at that photo. It's not the same one, but I wonder if it's also Hermes. Mm-hmm. And Probably. Joan which, would have fancy scarves. Oh, yeah. Like, it would totally m- make sense, but I don't know enough about nice scarves to know, like, would someone else have made a fancy scarf? Probably. Yeah. But it is, like... A little bit of a nod to this is something that Be- Peggy wouldn't buy for herself, right? But she would like to be someone who did, yes. I think. And she is very happy with it. Pete says, "Oh, Hermes, nice." And Peggy says, "I hope yours is a different color." Because <laughs> Peggy needs to just be an Abbott and Costello act with Pete, where she just like rips off one-liners. Yes. Um, and they discuss whether they need to trust Duck. Pete does not want to trust him at all. And Peggy says, I need you to stop barging in here and infecting me with your anxiety. Yeah. Because she's like, this is pretty cool. She's thinking about it. Yeah. Also, she is she is in a rewear dress. Okay. When did she, we see this dress before? I don't ask me exactly but which you have episode. But before. But it's the blue and green and cream plaid mm-hmm. dress that's kind of fitted yeah. And very cute. Yeah. And a big, like a large plaid check mm-hmm. pattern. Yeah. I love when they have them, especially Peggy, yeah. re-wear these outfits. So you must really love it this episode. Oh, my. Oh, I'll, I'll point it out okay, later. Okay, good. So Pete got Cuban cigars, which he's beginning to think are not that hard to come by. <laughs> and I looked up, the last time I noted there were Cuban cigars is in the first episode of this season, in that meeting uh, when all the partners are in Don's office and mm, Pete's in there, yeah. Roger had Cuban cigars then. Right. So maybe it's just like, eh, well, it's apparently not that hard to come by. Right. Pete tells Peggy that Hilton was there. Peggy hadn't even, like, noticed that. Right. And he tells her, he's skinny like a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is perfect, because uh, we did think he looked like Sam Elliott, who right? is essentially a cowboy. He is an actual cowboy. In real life. Yeah. Peggy says that her mother gave her his book. And he's Catholic. So yeah. that's a plus. She likes him. Yeah. She's like, oh, that's a big... For a while, they're just mm-hmm. talking around each other in yes. this scene because she's still enamored with this mm-hmm. scarf. She is floating on the wings of yeah. Hermes. She's paying no attention. And yes. then she's like, wait a minute, that's a big account. Yeah. She's like, this is serious and mm-hmm. it affects my work. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, if she's thinking about leaving... Right. Well... Maybe there's something here that will keep her. Right. Mm-hmm. Peggy tells Pete she'll keep her mouth shut and he can do whatever he wants. They're not tied to each other. But Pete sees through this, that Duck is trying to get back at Don by messing with his rising stars. Yeah. And he's not worried about Peggy. He's worried about Duck. Because we remember Duck and Don, like, Don is the reason that Duck had to leave. Don right. shamed Duck, and it's impressive that he even has a job at this point because he's been kind of kicked out of two different agencies. Right. So then we go to Cooper's office. Don comes in. Roger and Lane are and Cooper are all drinking Canadian Club whiskey. 
Oh. It's very dark in there. It's very dark. It, the last few times we've seen it, it's been like sunshiny, but mm. it's uh, it's more of a men's club now. And Bert's like, when were you going to tell us about this? How are you just going to be canoodling with Hilton and yeah. not tell us about it? Lane is pleased as punch. <laughs> He's got his big British smile on. Yeah, he does. Because this is money. There, London is thrilled. he says it's modest billings. Right. But London is Hilton thrilled. Be modest billings? Because it's three hotels. It's not, it's not a national campaign. Okay, that's it's not, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it could be. Right. Huzzah. <laughs> There's potential for international growth. And Roger asks, how did you make it happen? And Don just says, coyly, we travel in the same circle. He says, how did you make this happen? He oh, really emphasizes, yeah. like, how the fuck did yeah. you do this? Don pointed that out to Pete, too, that bringing in an account like that is Roger's job. Mm-hmm. It's Pete's job. It's mm-hmm. an account job, not right. a creative job. So what are you up to, Don? <laughs> right. Uh, He's a little suspicious. Yeah. So the lawyers have called regarding his little little thing of a contract. Little matter. Little and matter. Hilton needs Don to have a contract with Sterling Cooper because they don't want him to just be a wild west. Mm-hmm. You know, from the beginning, Hilton is telling Don, what to do? Put this on your desk. Get up earlier. Work harder, etc. Yeah. Don says that he'll give Connie his word, and Lane says that he'll take it, but his lawyers won't. Right. So here's a very generous contract: five thousand dollars signing bonus, three years. Only three years. Only three years. Yeah. And like, I think a raise, in addition to a healthy it. raise. They say yeah. there's a healthy raise. Mm-hmm. And it's very generous, but Don, think about it. Which is a fancy way of saying no. Well, and Lane is very confused. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. know this whole background of this no contract thing. And he right. was like, "I, if this were mm-hmm. being handed to me, I would be filled mm-hmm. with glee. Yeah, because Lane is clearly dispensable mm-hmm. <laughs> to a lot of people. Yeah. So the idea that he would have this level of security right. is just like an, a no-brainer to him. Right. But Don says, I don't think anybody has told Hilton that it matters to me that mm-hmm. I don't have a contract because I'm a little boy that wants to be able to cut and run whenever I want to. <laughs> and Bert says, well, this is the way it has to be, not just for Conrad Hilton, but for Sterling Cooper. I'd like you to take those papers home for the weekend and think about it. Mm-hmm. This is the first time Bert has been like, we have uh, humored you right. long enough with this no contract thing. Right. But it's time because we want Hilton. Right, and if you're not gonna if you're not gonna do the one thing we need to get Hilton, we don't need you that badly. Right, yeah. I mean, he's also in a dangerous position without a contract. Yes, like they yeah. can shoo shoo, little boy. Right. At this point, it's like, why don't? What's so bad about it? Like, are you actually planning to leave in the next three years? Well, because yeah, he might. Yeah. Because he fucks random people, gets True. himself in trouble, and might need yeah. to flit off to California <laughs> to go be with the other Mrs. Draper. Yeah. We should have been keeping track of how many times has Don nearly run away? At least two. I mean, I would say at least three. Because Midge, he tried to leave with. Mm. Rachel, he tried to leave yeah. with. Anna, he tried to leave with. Yeah. He's tried to... So three, yeah. And at then least. the I think both with Anna and with... The other people in California, mm-hmm. he nearly stayed with. Mm-hmm. So he's 
constantly yeah. <laughs> about to run away. So he's it's legitimately ridiculous. like, I can't be signed to a contract. Yeah. I might need to run away. I will I will yeah. make a poor decision. Right. And I might need uh-huh. to flee. <laughs> like guaranteed I'm gonna fuck up. That's not under question. Yeah. But what I don't know uh-huh. is if I'll need to just disappear. People keep uh, convincing me to not leave, but right. law of averages, at some <laughs> exactly. point, it's not going to work anymore. Exactly. <laughs> so Bert kind of leans back because Don is like, okay, you know, I will actually think about it right. this time. Bert leans back, puts his hands behind his head, puts his socked feet on the table yeah. and says, I met him once. He's a bit of an eccentric, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and I love the look that Roger and Price yes. share. They just are like, this fucking guy. Yeah. He, if this he's calling him an eccentric. Guy. This exactly. fucking guy. <laughs> hey. Cheerio, mate. I'm trying to do an English that was language. An English language? Authentic. Yeah, I'm just trying to speak English. Not good at it. Pretty bad. You uh, don't speak good well. I don't speak good well, but me talk pretty one day. <laughs> so then we go back briefly to our Another flash forward. Flash forward back. We just see Dawn again with a bloody face. Yeah. And then we see Betty on her couch. Literally feeling herself. Oh, yeah. I wrote her hands go down south. Oh, yeah. She's like just stroking her body. She starts at the top the and works her way down. Yeah. Which, I mean, listen, if I had that bod, I'd be stroking it, too. Absolutely, on that nice couch. Right. And then Betty is walking into Swenson's Bakery. Looking amazing. She looks like the coolest 1960s... so cool. ...mother. Because she's still dressed appropriately, but she's got those cool glasses Her glasses are amazing. Her dress is so bright and colorful. And it's got this very wide collar, but very thin... An open back. Yeah. It's got a low back. She's got her pearls on. She's got lace gloves on. She has embroidered lace gloves. They're very nice. And Henry's already there. And they both... They both keep up this facade of propriety the whole time. Mm -hmm. So they both, he apologizes. He's like, I hope it's okay. Uh, I'm I'm alone. I hope that's okay. And Betty just lies Mm -hmm. and says, yes, well, my friend couldn't get away either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As if she, she's my friend. Yeah. Right. Right. And Henry is just like distracted by her. Like, she, he takes out, she takes out her cigarettes and her lighter, mm-hmm. and he just, like, picks up her lighter and looks at it. Like, I yeah. don't know. Maybe he's getting ready to light her cigarette. Maybe. Because that's a thing that you do. Yeah. Light a lady's cigarette. She spends a long time taking off her gloves. Yes. She's, it, they're really showing how dressed up she is mm-hmm. for this encounter. And she's not rushing anything. Mm-mm. She is, she's being deliberate. She didn't arrive early he did right it's a date it's a date they're straight up on a date yeah he buys her pie yeah they get apple pie with ice cream and with cream cheese no no and with ice cheddar cheese cheddar cheese i had to mix them all up (laughs) they talk about you know the difference between austining and manhattan they -hmm. both lived in both places well and he says that he used to be married so clearly he's divorced as i lived in manhattan when i was married Uh can't sleep with all those people on top of me yeah very suggestive. Very suggestive. And she's like, here's the paperwork. Well, let's get business. Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
he tells her like three or four times, I there's really nothing I can do. I about can't this. I can't help you. But but also don't lose hope. Maybe if you knew someone with some clout, but also I can't do anything about right. it. Right. And we find out he was a lawyer mm-hmm. and she was an anthropology major. She was at Bryn Mawr. At Bryn Mawr, which uh, I enjoyed. I showed you the clip <laughs> because I am trained as a lawyer, but I don't use it much. Yes. And my girlfriend was an anthropology major. And so it just feels appropriate. It was very apropos. Yes, 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 yes. And so they get their pie and Henry's like, I don't know what I can do about the water tank, but don't give up so easy. It's just like he keeps doing that. <laughs> well, because he doesn't want her to go away. Yes. He wants her yeah. to keep reaching out to him. Mm-hmm. Even though he can't actually help. Right. He's like, I can't help you with this. Yeah. But I keep calling. Right. Because if they don't have the civic business to deal with, they don't have a proper reason to spend time together. Exactly. So then we go to another pair of sunglasses. It's a close up on Don's yeah. sweaty ass face. So here's something interesting that I noticed too. Yeah. It was very dark in that uh bakery bakery okay mm-hmm. yeah it was just very dark yeah and there's a lot of these scenes in this ep are very dark you notice yeah. that cooper's office was very dark mm-hmm. the whole thing starts in dark rooms yes yes with peggy in the dark and betty in yeah. the dark and Everyone's got the lights in the dark off. and then in this scene uh-huh well not the the next time we see this grouping of people yeah it's um it's the eclipse mm-hmm. and a, we'll talk about it when we get there but things get dark things get dark and also the lighting gets dark it's like the eclipse might have some kind of like metaphorical significance it very symbolic. well might i don't honestly know what it is but <laughs> it probably does so we find out that yes it's eclipse time so there's a close-up on don's face He's got a real dumb smirk because he's looking yeah. at Sally's teacher. Cute, cute, cutie Miss Farrell. I love Farrell. that mm-hmm. all the dads are basically wearing the same shirt. Yeah. They're all in the most amazing plaid uh-huh. shirts. A lot like Be- Peggy's dress. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess that's like what you wear in July <laughs> is you wear plaid. light summer plaid. Yeah. So the teacher is showing Sally's class. It's just a bunch of kids because Bobby's there too. I don't know who, what this group is. It's a bunch of kids and dads. Yeah. It's like all dads. Yeah. So clearly this was some event mm-hmm. that was like, come with your dad. Yeah. We'll build a camera obscura. Yeah. We'll look at the goddamn eclipse. Uh-huh. And but is school even in session? It's July. Right. It's the end of July. Maybe she's like some kind of summer school teacher or something. Maybe. Yeah, because didn't she... What's her name? Just got into a fight at school midsummer. That was in June because mm. that baby was born the beginning of June. Yeah. I forget that school does go through June for a lot of people. Especially in the northern states. Yeah. I yeah. never went to school in June. It was no, always I know. done by May. Yeah, the southern so states that. are done much yeah. sooner, but the northern states are done yeah. mid June. Because we all got to get back to work on the farms. That's right. So they have to let us out. <laughs> so there was, in fact, an eclipse on July 20th of 1963. It was best seen in, like, Canada and in the north, so it probably wasn't a full eclipse, but yeah. as we know, I know I didn't travel to the center of the eclipse of, that happened in 2017, right. but I was able to see parts yeah. of it just straight into the sun. Yes, yeah, you should. Just like our president did. <laughs> um, yes. I, I looked at the, there's a Wikipedia page for it, and Maine was the best place to see it in the United States, because mm. it's so darn high, and Stephen King actually 
put that particular event in two of his books. Oh. Because, like, they all take place in Maine. Mm. And I didn't recognize one of them, but the other one was Dolores Claiborne, with, which I've seen the movie of with Kathy Bates, and it's okay. really cool. All right. It's a cool movie. All right. If you like Kathy Bates, which you should. I do. Also, Peanuts, the cartoon series, did a series like at the time uh-huh. on the eclipse oh that's fun which is cute yeah that is cute there's 22 minutes until the eclipse and everyone has to start you know cutting up the boxes right carlton would rather be golfing but he does like looking at the teacher because yeah. he loves young ladies and apparently sally has a crush on her yeah don says that yeah. sally has a crush on her teacher he, she's not the only one in the family right she and her dad's got the same taste all right uh carlton Cuts a hole in a box, puts it on her kid's his kid's head, and just says, "There you go." <laughs> Did you notice that? Yes. It was so funny. <laughs> it's not what you need to be doing, because it's just like an open no. box. Right. <laughs> so stupid. I laughed hard at that. So uh, Carlton asks, "Why can't you stare into the eclipse? What's it gonna do, really?" I stare at the sun every day. <laughs> Dad says, "You stare at the sun every day." <laughs> Well, well, I look at it. Okay. And then he says, I see her when I'm out running. And Don yeah. says, you run? <laughs> I just loved both of these back and forth. Like, yeah. hey, here's this thing I do. And he's yeah. like, you do that? Yeah. <laughs> and staring into the sun and going for a jog are equally as nutty to Don. Yes. They're just <laughs> baffling. It's like, why would you do any of those things? Right. We remember Helen Bishop used to go for walks for exercise, yeah. which was scandalous and foolish. It was. But maybe this was the time when exercise like that started becoming more mainstream. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't actually know the history of that, but we'll pretend like it is. <laughs> but he doesn't like to speak to her when he's running. He likes being alone. Well, there's an etiquette. Yes. You don't talk to each other. Yes. You just you're 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 singular but mm-hmm. around people. Mm-hmm. As we all are in this modern age. Amen, sister. <laughs> We're just all floating on our own buried in our devices oh my god i've got so many devices running right now and i'm talking to you you have a lot of devices i'm essentially a robot yeah beep boop bop (laughs) i am a robot that's a song okay lyric all right so we go back to the bakery henry is paying the bill he has to go to a dinner in albany well, because this whole time in the first scene, he keeps saying, well, we'll have some food mm-hmm. here and then we'll go for a hike mm-hmm. to the reservoir and we'll check it out. Yeah. And he, he says that over and over. Like, okay, uh-huh. we'll do this. And then we're going to hike to the reservoir. Yeah. And I'm like, this bitch is going to hike yeah. in this outfit? They're not built for an outdoor activity. Right? <laughs> what? What? Mm-hmm. What? No. <laughs> and it was never going to happen. Yeah. He says... Referring to having to leave on the governor's orders, his master's voice. The governor, it's an old, his master's voice, it's an old ad. Are you familiar with this ad? No. So you probably have seen it. It is a dog staring into a gramophone. Oh. And it was a painting from, I think, maybe the late 1800s. And then it was used as, like, RCA Records oh. ad. And... I think Betty doesn't like the fact that he's making an ad reference because he's like, I know what it is because she's already got somebody who only talks in advertising. She sure does. Now, here's the thing about his master's voice that I really like. That is the saddest thing in the world. So that is a painting of a real dog looking into a real gramophone. And the record that was playing was the voice of the dog's owner who had died. 
And so he is listening and like looking into that gramophone because he hears his master's voice. That's really sad. It's the saddest thing in the world. It's Aww. like when you see a dog like on the you know grave site of right. their owner. Or like those dogs who go to the bus stop every yeah. single day waiting yes. for their dead owner to come home. Yeah. Dogs, oh. we don't deserve them. No. It's, it's true. I know I'm a cat person, but I absolutely <laughs> don't, uh, don't. Oh, yeah. If you die, yeah. your cat is not going to be like, where's Kate? They're going to eat you. <laughs> if you yeah. died, your cat in uh-huh. no time flat right. yeah. would eat you. And people always say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> As if that's not exactly how I want to be interred. In turd. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Your wish, uh-huh. even if you don't die in this house, is like, just yeah. take me back home and let the cats have a little nibble. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I imagine something much grosser, <laughs> but I'm not going to say it on the podcast. Okay, great. Let's just use this. This is my living will. This yes. is my advanced directive. Yes. Please feed me to cats. <laughs> Thank you. So Henry and Betty, they walk outside and they see a waitress and a man using it like some other kind of contraption yes. to look at the eclipse. And then Betty just stares right at the sun and Henry puts his hand over her eyes Dumb and says, don't bitch. look at it. <laughs> what the fuck is she doing? How do you make it to three children in your 30s and you haven't learned to not stare yeah. at the fucking sun? Her yeah. and Clifford, whatever the fuck his name is, Carlton. Carlton. Yeah deserve each other yeah but here's the thing don stares at the sun too with shades on yeah but does that really help more than just your bare ass eyes fair that's fair it was a very intimate it was moment to like put your hand on her face right and then they go to the next door and henry points out a fainting couch at wentworth's well because she's a little dizzy yeah because he takes her his hand away and she Mm -hmm. looks a little funny he's like are you okay yeah. And she says, I'm a little dizzy. He says, take a deep breath. She does. And then mm-hmm. she feels better. Yeah. And that's when she's like, you never had time to go to the reservoir yeah. anyway. Yeah. Or anyhow. And he's like, oh, well, sorry. Well, you know, if I was going to spend an hour, right. I'd rather be looking at your shoulders that's right. than at some dumb water tank. And that's when he sees the fainting couch. He's mm-hmm. like, that's what you need. You yeah. feel dizzy. This is what you need. Yeah. A fainting couch. And he, like, explains to her. This is what Victorian ladies used to faint on. Because of their corsets. Because they loved fainting all the time. They did. They were constantly seeing spiders. <laughs> they were constantly, like, receiving letters with scandalous news. Yeah. From afar. I wish I had a fainting couch. I, I feel like life would be better. Any couch is a fainting couch if you put your mind to it. I mean, I guess, but I want <laughs> one like that that's yeah. all sloped. It's very nice. And I can very dramatically mm-hmm. collapse yeah. onto it and not hit my head on an armrest. Yeah. I guess if you do intend to actually faint, you'll want one built for that purpose. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want like a... Really... I don't want an Ikea no. futon no. to faint on. Like the one you're sitting on right now. Precisely. Which isn't actually from Ikea, I was but... I going to say, this is not Ikea. This is real wood. It would still hurt your head real bad. It would hurt real bad. Yeah. See, I don't want to faint on this. <laughs> All right. Well, please don't faint in my couch. Okay. He knows all of this because he used to mer- move furniture. He's a blue collar boy. Yeah. 
He's not... He might work for the Rockefellers, but he ain't a Rockefeller. He's a small town man. And she doesn't let him walk her... Walk him to her car because it is a small town. It's still a small town. People will notice. So we see Don looking at all the kids with boxes on her, his, their heads and the dads. Mm-hmm. And it's like this weirdly private moment for him and Suzanne, the teacher. Yeah. Because they're the only ones who aren't Without looking at the Without boxes on their heads. Yeah. <laughs> and Don will watch when it's a little further along. Mm-hmm. He's, he can wait. They talk about their vacation plans. They will both be here for August. And Suzanne says, so now that I know that, why don't you just come out and ask me if I'm going to be around? So she's, like, accusing him of hitting on her. Oh, yeah. When, like, she's also absolutely hitting on him. Yeah. And she, she called him yeah. drunk with her yeah. bra hanging off of oh, her. Yeah. And now she'd be like, well, why don't you just go ahead and say it? You want to yeah. fuck me. Everyone, you're just like everyone, you know, all the drinking and the philandering. And then Don like, walks away. And she's like, they don't know that word. <laughs> <laughs> And, and he's like, I can leave you alone. Like, why are right. I'm not bothering you? You followed me. You came yeah. over here. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, it's hard because this happens a lot. Everyone likes me. Oh, all the dads, they just want to have sex. They just like my body and my youth and my personality oh. more than their crones of wives. But she's like, nothing is happening. We're just doing, we're just talking. And where I come from. School teachers especially say you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. And she's like, oh, you're so different? You're wearing the same shirt. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> she calls out that they're all wearing the same goddamn plaid shirt. Yeah, which makes him laugh. And then they're yeah. like at ease with And they're like, other. okay, yeah. we can flirt. Yeah, we can just flirt peacefully and not worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, how do people live elsewhere? And he's like, she says that they don't have as much and they don't get as bored. But he's like, I'm not bored. And it's in this scene where the lighting is progressively getting darker. It's really cool. When they first start talking, because I noticed like right at this part Uh how much darker everything had gotten. Interesting. When they first start talking, it's much brighter because the eclipse Mm -hmm. is happening. Yeah. The sun is being covered up. That really makes sense. Yeah. So it was a really cool detail Uh by the lighting department, whoever, the director. Yeah. To actually make the lighting slowly get darker and look cloudy. It was cool. Yeah. I wonder how they filmed that if they started it outside because it can't all be CGI, but clearly they had to do something. Yeah. I wonder if they just like. I wonder if they were really outside or if it was a outside set. Maybe. really outside though. I don't know. I feel like parts of it were really outside. Yeah. I have no idea, obviously. And we do know they CGI outdoor stuff all the time. Right. Also, there's probably just like. They just scrolled down the dimness button. I was going to say, there was some sort of effect in the computer. It's probably easy. All right, fine. (laughs) I have the brightness in my photos app. I think they just had to, (laughs) they had to eclipse chase for a while. So they only filmed it during solar eclipses. Right. This is the most expensive scene in all of Mad Men. Yes. And they had to do the Betty one simultaneously. Exactly. Sally interrupts them and says that she can see the eclipse and Miss Farrell goes under the box with her. And Sally puts her little arm around her. Yeah. She's got a crush. Yeah. On her teacher. And Don puts on his sunglasses and looks at the sun. Looks directly at the sun. Now here's something. Have we discussed the Madonna whore complex? We discussed it. Here's when we discussed it. The ep when he is fucking around with Bobby. Yeah. And Betty gets a bikini. 
Yeah. And he learns that Bobby has kids. Yeah. And it was this whole thing of like. Yeah. So clearly Don has that thing. Yeah. Which I wonder if that's part of why he's not aggressively pursuing this teacher because Mm. she can kind of go either way. Yeah. I feel like she's definitely attractive to him and coming on to her, but also is a mother figure for his kid. Right. And so. Right. That's just interesting to see. How he handles that. It was cool seeing the reflection of the eclipse in his sunglasses. Yeah. That was a cool was detail. Cool. It's neat how it all of the flashbacks will always go from whatever the last flashback was to the person, or the flash forwards, mm. to the person it was about. So like Don rubs his neck and then Don's putting on a tie. Right, right, right. Betty is touching herself. Betty is walking into the bakery. Right. Peggy wakes up and looks at whoever she's sleeping next to. And then we see her in her office on her phone. Right. She's leaving a message for somebody. Mm-hmm. And she's kicking the door closed with her foot, mm-hmm. which is always funny to see. Mm-hmm. She's got a really cute dress on with like an orange vesty like top. It's very cute. I noted yeah. that as well. Yeah. It's a white pleated, pretty full skirt mm-hmm. and then a white shirt with like kind of flouncy sleeves with kind of like corally reddish orange yeah. polka dots. Yeah. And then that same color reddish orange vest. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a, cute. It's a she cool little cute. outfit. I like and it's it. important to note. Yes, it is. <laughs> we got a little good there. Yes. So it is Duck mm-hmm. that she is talking to. Does he call her back? Or do they... Is she just connected through? I think she's just connected through. Okay. Because she, she calls him. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't know if it was the same thing as like with Henry Francis. Oh, no. Yeah, she calls him. So he is in like a hotel room busy working Mm -hmm. because apparently the offices at Gray's are not as nice as the ones at Sterling Cooper. Yeah, they're like the the restrooms at the Penn Station or something. (laughs) (laughs) Disgusting. She tells him, I'm going to send you all these gifts back. I don't want them anymore. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I'll believe it when you actually do that. Mm -hmm. How about you just... uh, you know, come drop them off yourself at this hotel room. Yeah. They're going to be here at 3 o'clock. Yeah. Um, sweet 630. 6.00 at 4.30. 4.30, yeah. Don't, not the other way around at the Pierre. And she just says, please don't contact me again and hangs up. But clearly she doesn't necessarily plan to do that. Right. She's still thinking about it. Right. We see Don in his office. Uh, he has to fill his lighter up with lighter fluid, mm-hmm. which is a neat detail. Because, you know, they're lighting those lighters all the time. You got to... Yeah, we'll fill it up. Load them. And I noticed on his desk, he has a glass of whiskey uh-huh. just sitting there. And it is neat. It's yeah. not on the rocks. And then in this scene, Roger comes in. Uh-huh. And he starts drinking a glass of whiskey with a big old round yeah. ball of ice. And at first I was like, did he just come in and drink Don's whiskey? Like, uh, did yeah. he just come in and polish it off? Uh-huh. And I was like, nope, because Don doesn't take it on the rocks. So he just poured his uh, own whiskey. I thought he was drinking vodka. I thought it was brown. We'll... we'll We'll check. It All truly right. doesn't matter, but it is funny, the idea that he would just come in. And right. Because I thought he yeah. was, because he comes in about this contract. Yeah. And then he starts drinking. And I was like, did he just take that off his yeah. desk and down uh-huh. his glass of whiskey? It's very much a improv uh, anything but scene where mm. Roger spends the whole time preparing and drinking and putting away the whiskey or mm-hmm. whatever the beverage is. Right. And Don spends the whole time opening and pouring in the lighter and finishing that up so but they don't talk about it right what they do talk about is how don just needs to suck it up Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and like you know the world's his oyster 
He's going to have a boss. It's going to be the client. It's going to be the client. Big deal. And maybe in a few years, his name will be on the building after Sterling. Yeah. And all he needs is a letter of intent. Don, like, doesn't say anything to him. And Roger says, the problem is, I don't know if you don't want to do this here or if you don't want to do this at all. Yeah. Well, before that, he says, grunt once for yes. Because <laughs> he's just stonewalling him. Yeah. He's just continuing mm-hmm. to fill up his lighter. He's not yeah. going to say anything. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he's like, grunt once for yes. Mm-hmm. And he's just silent. <laughs> it's like each of the partners kind of is working on him in their own different way. Yeah. Roger opens the door and Peggy's just right there. And he says, didn't we give you an office? <laughs> so Peggy comes in. She just needs a minute for Martinson's coffee. Sign off on this art. And then it's like, so uh, Hilton, you got anybody working on that? And Don's like, don't come in here under a false pretense. I don't yeah. like this. And he says, I resent you bringing yeah. work in here under yeah. pretense. He's and pissed. He's in a mood. He's being a grumpy horse. Yes. He is taking out all of his frustration with the teacher and with Sterling Cooper on yep. Peggy. Yeah. At, at the exact, at the wrong, exact time. wrong time. Yeah. And he said, you thought you'd come in here and ask for it because I never say no. And she's like, you say no all the time. <laughs> and he says, what do I have to do for you, Peggy? You were my secretary and now you have an office and a job that many full grown men would kill for. Every time I turn around, you have your hand in my pocket. You want to raise. You want this account. Put your nose down and pay attention to your work because there's not one thing you've done here that I can't live without. You're good. Get better. Stop asking for things. And she is on the verge of tears. Yes. She's She's just been dressed down. And meanwhile, Mm -hmm. Duck is sending her fancy scarves. Yeah. I wrote, Don, you fool. (laughs) (laughs) And it was similar to when Pete, the, the day Pete's, or the episode Pete's father died, and Duck is trying to get him to use that to help them land American Airlines. And Pete goes to Don for help. But Don, at that point, is so mm-hmm. frustrated that he just yells at him. Right. And then Pete goes right to Duck. Right. And so, like, both times, Don is pushing them into Duck's arms specifically. Yep. But doesn't realize it. Right. It's very much, I mean, Don is their, is their work dad. They both yeah. have dead fathers, Pete and Peggy. Yeah. And they need Don's approval and, and advice and guidance, and they, they really trust him. And just like real parents do, and everyone does, he reacts to them out of anger without realizing the effects it's having. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's their boss, but still, mm-hmm. we see. He should behave better. So kids are eating at the Ossining household. And Betty answers the phone, and this time it's Roger. Mm. And he is here for a little espionage. Is what well, I he pretends that he's looking for Don. Yeah. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. is Don home? It's yeah. important. No, he's not. Then I'll just talk to you, Betty. Yeah. And I'll just drop some random things about this contract you don't know about, how it's a lot of money. Right. It's only three years. It's not that long. And maybe you could convince him. And Betty gets mad. Mm-hmm. Says Don is going to do Whatever he's going to do. And honestly, I find it disrespectful that you would go behind his back. Just hangs up on him. Get it, Betty. I liked that. I liked Betty in this episode. I, I did too. She had a lot of really strong moments. Later on, I wrote, she's actually acting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I don't know. I think she's starting to do what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. And I like that. So we see Peggy 
is now at Duck's hotel room door. The late the meeting's late too late. But they're going yeah. for a drink. And uh, Duck still doesn't drink, but Peggy asks for whiskey. <laughs> and he says, you're Don's girl, aren't you? And she says, I was raised on whiskey. Mm-hmm. Which I really thought was a funny line. Because you can be raised on milk <laughs> or meatloaf. Mm. But whiskey usually isn't part of the... Mm. But unless you're Irish Catholic in New York say, in the 50s and I was going to say, way back then. Yeah. I know. I just thought it was a funny line. <laughs> but she's also like, I'm not Don's girl. I'm my mm, own girl. That's right. And they're going to have a few minutes of adult conversation and they both go home. Duck tells her that Gray has all of these Hermes and Macy's and Revlon and something I didn't recognize. Baby food. Baby food. And Peggy just says, you need someone in a skirt? And he says, everybody does. Yeah. I couldn't live with all those people sleeping on top of me. That's right. And everyone needs a, someone in a skirt. So she'd get more money. She wouldn't be the chief at first. Well, she asks, copy yeah. chief? Yeah. And he says, mm, maybe once they get used <laughs> to you. Well, will I get to go to Paris for Hermes? They come here. Mm. But you're not going anywhere where you are. Yeah. And Peggy just says, I can't. And Duck says, okay, but just so you know, that's what opportunity looks like. And they shake hands. Mm-hmm. And then they hold hands. And I'm just sorry I won't be seeing you every day. Yeah, this comes out of nowhere it feels like it does it comes completely out of nowhere he's holding on to her and she's like what are you doing Uh and he says i'm just thinking about all the times i walked by you and didn't even notice how is that possible and then he starts smooching her they a smooch and peggy says what do you want from me what does duck want from her i want to take you in the bedroom take all your clothes off with my teeth and give you a go around like you've never had before oh yeah oh Oh, my And this works on Peggy. She's like, okay. And you know what? Peggy consistently rejects younger men. And like men who are not as accomplished as she is. Does she? She went home with that bozo from the bar. She does, but they're not enough for her. She'll sleep with them. Yeah. She'll go on dates with them. I'm just saying. This is a different kind of guy that normally tries to woo Peggy. True. True, true, true. He is, he has something she wants and he is telling her... That not only is she a beautiful woman, but she's an excellent copywriter. Mm-hmm. And those are two things that she's fighting for right. all the time. And also, you know, he's a mature man in a position of authority. I would not <laughs> let Duck Phillips take my clothes off with his teeth. No. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Roger Sterling? Uh-huh. Sure. Maybe yeah. even Burt Cooper. Yeah. But Duck Phillips? <laughs> Burt Cooper. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> He's a bit of an eccentric. He is. A I think bit of an eccentric. it could be a fun time. I'd be interested. You know, he's probably got some some interesting. I'm just saying, I wouldn't turn it down. If Bert Cooper <laughs> delivered that line to me that Duck Phillips just yeah. delivered to Peggy, I'd be like, yeah. "All right, Bert." Yeah, I think. You know, they're both. I think they kind of are fitting for each other. Peggy and Duck. Duck. Yeah, I mean, they're both kind of clean cut. Seeming people. The duck is the worst. Yeah, And Peggy he is. is the best. This and is in true. that way, they're not right for each other. That's fair. And this fair. will only end in heartbreak and disaster. Well, of course And probably will. some fire. I oh. predict Shione fire will be involved at some point. That's exciting. Yeah. I look forward to that coming to fruition. Yes. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we go back once again. Betty is still at home with kids watching TV. Betty is like always like wrangling the kids yeah 
all episode And the TV long. is loud as hell. Very loud, yeah. And Don comes in, and Betty tells him about the phone call. And it was very uncomfortable. And then Don goes to call Roger. But Betty does exactly what Roger wanted mm. <laughs> and starts saying, like, why didn't you tell me about the contract? And why the hell won't you sign it? Mm-hmm. And then Don's like, oh, I can't yell at Roger anymore. He's already won. Hangs well, up the phone. She's like, why won't you sign it? Because she knows he's up to shenanigans. Yes. She knows he won't sign it. Yeah. Because she knows that he knows that he's going to fuck up yeah. and will need to flee. Yeah. And that's what she's mad. It So, so Don yells at her the same way he yelled at Peggy, mm-hmm. where he's like pulling his dick out and he's like swinging it around. He's I'm, like, let me tell you about business, you dumb woman. <laughs> you ain't got no brains in That's your right. head. As usual, you're turning this into something about yourself. No contract means I have all the power. They want me, but they can't have me. And Betty says, you're right. Why would I think that has anything to do with me? Yeah. This is where I said she's actually acting. Yeah. I felt this was great. Yeah. And then it's three years, Dawn. What's the matter? You don't know where you're going to be in three years? Yeah. I'm sorry. But burp, 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 burp. Oh, yeah. Big that time strumpet trumpet. She did great. And he knows that he's in the wrong. Yeah. So he takes his his drink in a glass and his hat. He just leaves. And he just walks out, slams the door, and the baby starts crying. He's an asshole. Yeah. Because he can just leave. He can just do that. Yeah. She can't do that. Right. She's got to take care of these children. With their loud TV. <sighs> Fucking Don. Ugh. So Don is in his drinking and driving mode. Yep. Yeah. Steering around everywhere. And then we go and we see Duck and Beth. Peggy, you're in bed. Going at, Going at it. it. Duck loves the taste of liquor on her breath. Ooh. Such an alcoholic. He right? Is. I was going to yeah. say, it's because he can't drink himself. He's oh, like, yeah. let me. It's like when you take. It's like when people around you are smoking pot and mm-hmm. you just take shotguns. Oh. I was going to. I was going to say. I, I feel like I've seen it where people are smoking cigarettes and people who have quit, like, mm. just want to inhale. But it is the same thing. Yeah. Don picks up a couple of hitchhikers. Doug and Sandy. Yeah. We're a couple of young cats. Mm -hmm. They are going to elope in Niagara Falls. They're not in love and they don't know each other that well. But Doug is 1A. He's 22. He can't get into school. What's 1A? So I looked that up and that is a classification of like totally medically ready to go into the military. Mm. So I think you know, other variations on it might be different gotcha. impediments. So he's like, I'm be. prime yeah. meat. He is exactly I'm young, who would be drafted. I'm not in school. Mm-hmm. I'm medically sound. Yes. They're going to throw my ass in Vietnam. So the one thing I can do is get married. Mm-hmm. Because they, they didn't draft married people? I don't know that that's true. Yeah. I feel like, you know, as the wars go on, their standards for who they'll draft change. Yeah. Um, so I don't actually know. But that's what they're going to try to do. And Don has it on good authority that they are going to start sending people to Vietnam. Because mm-hmm. he knows that North American aviation is creating oh. a war. Here we go. A rush to wed to avoid the Vietnam draft the day LBJ eliminated the marriage exemption. Mm. When was so, that? So, 65. Okay. So it would have worked for a couple of years, but yep. 24, not going not gonna to do it for you. Yep. Yeah, it's a nightmare. <laughs> the yeah. military is a nightmare. He, They ask Don if he's a spook, which yeah. I guess means like a government man. Yeah, like a cop, I would guess. Yeah, and he says, no, I'm in advertising, which they all think is very funny. 
They offer him phenobarbital uh-huh. instead of gas money, and Don takes two. I've told you about my story with phenobarbs, right? About the dog? Yes. Okay. Of the dog who... <laughs> one dog yes. had them prescribed. Yeah. The other dog did not and ate the entire bottle. Yeah. And they called the vet panicking, and they're like, uh-huh. give him some uh, peroxide, a little a capful of peroxide in his water, uh-huh. and he'll barf. Yeah. The dog who was supposed to have the phenobarbs smelled the water, just smelled it, and barfed <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> The dog who was not supposed to have the phenobarbs and ate all of them drank the entire bowl uh-huh. and then just went to sleep. <laughs> These dogs. And was fine. What are they doing? <laughs> so every time I hear phenobarbs, that's all yeah. I can think of. I love that. These dogs. Otis and Fred. Yeah. So Don... Drinks it giddily and then throws the glass out the window. Mm-hmm. What did you think of these two youths? What did you... Well, what was your sense of them? Um, they just seemed like a young, fun time. Yeah. That they were all going to go somewhere and probably bang each other. Cool. cool was cool, my cool. guess. So you weren't, like, suspicious of no. them? No. All right. No. I will point out, Don was prescribed phenobarbital in the first mm. episode for his high blood pressure. Mm. I wonder if he had some kind of tolerance to it. If he had actually been taking them. Right. Well, and he asks for two. She's yeah. going to give him one. He says, eh, give me yeah. two. Which is insane. Yeah. But he does. So then we are at this little hotel room that looks a lot like the place where all these flash forwards have Don waking up. Yep. Don is dancing with Sandy, clearly blasted out of his mind, mm-hmm. and asks, how old are you? The exact same way he asked that chick in California. Mm-hmm. She's 19. And... It just gets, like, real gross, and, like, Doug starts dancing with Sandy and making out, and he's mm-hmm. like, you want to watch? You want to watch us? Ugh. And then Don is just, like, sitting on the bed, just, like, not giddy, but out of his head. He's hallucinating. And he is hallucinating. Yeah. What does he see? His dad. What's his dad doing? Sitting in a rocking chair drinking moonshine. <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> Telling some story about a hillbilly. The hillbilly knocks on the door of his new neighbor's house. How how do you do, neighbor says. In honor of you moving into the holler, I'm going to throw you a party. There's going to be a whole lot of drinking, a whole lot of dancing, and a whole lot of screwing. Sounds like fun, neighbor says. What can I bring? Hillbilly replies, you can bring anything you want. Just going to be you and me. <laughs> and both Archie and Don laugh. Yeah. In real life. Yeah. And Doug's like, what are you laughing at, Cadillac? And then Archie just starts laying into Don. Yeah, you're up to your old tricks. Mm-hmm. You're a bum. You're a bum. You can't be tied down. Your hands are as soft as a woman's. What do you do? What do you make? You grow bullshit. Yeah. And Don's just kind of like arguing, but also like slowly slumping. Yeah, he's getting sleepy. And Sandy's like, I gave him two. How? And Doug says, how the hell is he still awake? And punches him in the back of the head. Yeah. Just cold cocks him. Yeah. Right in the back of his head and Don just falls forward. Yeah. And that's how he breaks his nose. It's... We, we, we to find out. Yeah. And then we see when he wakes up, there's a note. It's like, thanks for your help. We left you your car. You're welcome. Spelled incorrectly. Correct. Because <laughs> <laughs> that kid did not go to college. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so then we see... So we're all back in the... We've almost caught up to our future. Mm-hmm. Future forwards. Because Duck... We see is clearly the one who's in bed with Peggy. Right. Peggy's worried about being caught by housekeeping, but Doc makes her, you know, not worry. And then they return to the making Yeah, he out. says, I put the sign on the door. Come yeah. on, I love the morning. 
And then Betty is getting absolutely reamed by her interior <laughs> decorator lady. Yes. Like, what were you thinking? It's awful. And Betty says it's an antique. And she says, we discussed this for months and we decided antiques were expected. And we see that she has purchased this painting couch and she has put it right in front of the fucking hearth. Yep. Where things go. You and... have ruined the whole room, <laughs> she says. Don't, if you want to keep it, don't tell anyone I had anything to do with this. So then we're Tuesday morning in the office. That was a big Monday. That was a big day. Jesus Christ. People are really going out late at night for a Monday night. They really are. And Peggy is in... That cute little number. That same <laughs> outfit. She's yeah. doing the walk of shame back uh-huh. to work. That's why I was saying, like, you must really like when she repeats outfits. Because she does it uh, yes, in yes, one yes. episode. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and she sees Don, who's got a broken nose. And it's like, they kind of both know that they've done something. Oh, yeah. And they both feel a little bit sh- ashamed of it. Oh, yeah. And so they've kind of... Let's just forget that yesterday's unpleasantness happened. Yes. He just says fender bender. <laughs> right. And she automatically knows that that's bullshit. Yeah. Because she was there for his last quote unquote fender yeah. bender. And there's always more to the story. Right. Than a fender bender. Right. And just offers to get him coffee like a secretary would. Mm-hmm. And Allison tells, what's his name? That Cooper is waiting. And where's Cooper sitting? In Don's In office. In Don's chair. Right behind the desk again. But this time Don does not sit down when he tells him to. Yep. And Bert says that Sacagawea carried a baby on her back all the way to Pacific, the Pacific Ocean, and somewhere that baby thinks he discovered America. You, Don, have been standing on someone's shoulders. We brought you in, we nurtured you like family, and now it's time to pay us back. You can't go any further on your own, Don. Yeah. And then he blackmails him. He sure does. Yeah. He very angrily opens the contract yeah. and puts it on the table, and then he says, Would you say I know something about you? I would. Which is, he has said that before. Yeah, he has. He has said that. In like a positive way. In a positive way. I'm trying to remember what the context was, but he has said yeah. that exact line before. You're right. I... Would you say I know something about you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder where that was. We can figure that out. We can figure it out. And he hands him a pen. He says, then sign. After all, when it comes down to it, who is really signing this contract anyway? I said, Bert Cooper gets a strumpet trumpet. <laughs> This is such a badass Burt Cooper moment. That's really cool. Because he has had this information yes. for a very long time. Yes. And has not used it against him. He put that in his pocket mm-hmm. because uh, you never know how loyalty is born. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that is a very strong move. He used it at the exact right time yep. when he needed to use it against Don. Yep. And Don says... I don't want any more contact with Sterling, Roger Sterling. Yeah. Like that is his, he's already broken contact with Roger Sterling a couple times and they just made up. Well, right. But then they were friends again. Like they went to the barber and they're like, okay, we're Mm -hmm. done being mad at each other. We're just friends again. And now he's like, the end. Well, they're not trying to impress PPL anymore or like Guy McKendrick. Right. And so he doesn't care. We see Betty is on the couch. Well, first he signs it. Yes. And what is the date? The date that he signs this contract. That he signs the contract is July 23rd, 1963. What's today, Kate? Well, Ashley, it is July 23rd. Look at that. 2021. Wowza. It's like we actually did it we... after three seasons. Listen, we did this on purpose. We did. This is why we actually skipped last week, everybody. Exactly. And we were supposed to record yesterday. 
And then I watched Ashley the episode. Said, Hell no. I was like, there's no fucking way we're recording on July 22nd when yeah. we have the opportunity to record on July 23rd. And that was the correct decision. I know. It was absolutely the correct yeah. decision. There was nothing else going on um, in either of our lives that yeah. made recording yesterday challenging. No, not at all. It was strictly right. the time canon. That is our most important goal in this project and we yeah. will not be and we front. fucking nailed it we nailed it hard so that's all i need to say about that. also this isn't the first time because i think it was also on the birth certificate for gene but it has his home address mm. so in this episode we hear their home phone number and their home address mm. and i have not looked into either of them but I still need to call yeah. Wilson four eight zero seven eight. Right. Maybe that's not right anymore. I'll look it up again. <laughs> Just start mashing numbers. Yeah. I feel like they must have done some kind of research into it, and mm-hmm. I wonder what those are. If they're completely fake or not. I I've heard that whenever they put a t a character's name on a TV show, they have to like look it up in a local phone book, and if there's fewer than five mm-hmm. then they like can't use that if there are like between one and five or something like that okay they won't use it because it's too specific but if there's a whole bunch of people by that name they might uh that might be completely interesting alive. so betty is on the couch and don looks in and just says i signed it and walks away she doesn't talk about his nose he doesn't talk about the couch nope <laughs> nope and what song is playing when it goes away i don't know so the song is 16 Tons. Oh. Hello, 16 Tons, and what do you get? Oh, Another yeah. day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me because I can't go. Oh, my soul to the company store. Oh, because oh, he sold his soul because he, he signed away. He can't get away from it now. Yep. He's stuck. For at least three years. At least three years. I mean, you can still disappear. Yes. Even under contract. You can totally disappear. There's a non-compete clause. Yeah. Like, for his purposes, yeah. he could just run off and be Dick Whitman anytime he right. wanted to. Right. Don Draper's dead. Don Draper's dead. Like, he, he could just be done being yeah. Don Draper. And he, he holds that in his pocket. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. He's always looking to run off. Okay. Did you call the phone number? Well, I looked up the area code. I got it. It's 914 okay. is their area code. 914-944-8038. Should I put this on speakerphone and just see what happens? Yeah, just do it. All right. So I'm going to press call. Speaker. Let's see. The long distance call, everybody. <gasps> Should I ask for Betty Draper? <gasps> oh. The number you dialed is not in service. That's sad. I got really <laughs> excited when it rang. Uh huh. Yeah, I was too. I was like, oh my god, it's a real phone number. Presumably, I Betty try... Draper is going to answer it. Right. I should just try a bunch of different area codes. Yes. Yeah. I would also confirm that Wilson is W I. Just on the off chance that there's some other letter that it might indicate. Yeah. I don't know that it would. But we really need to find this out. Uh, we do. Yeah. All right. Or well, I'm going to look into it. Maber, we should. Also, I will say, what was the area code in 1963? It might be different. Mm. Area codes keep expanding. That's also, true. did they have area codes? Probably not Probably back not then. back then. So, but well, you're. I'm calling now, though. That's true. If thing. you are trying to get to there. I was calling Ossining, New York. I just called Ossining. Right. I, I was kind of doing some math, and facts didn't catch up to Mm-mm. it in my head. But I'm with you. You got there now, so that's all that matters. Yeah. What if, like, it's like, yes, this is Gene Draper <laughs> living in my parents' old house. <laughs> Should I try and call that bakery? 
What was the name of it? Swenson's. Swenson's. I wonder if that exists. Um, I looked up. There's definitely a Swenson's. I looked up the bakery and I couldn't find one. There's like a Swenson's chain of restaurants. Okay. I don't know if they're related, but it also had something that was like, Westchester County loves Mad Men. Ah. Oh, the Monrovia Bakery is where it was actually filmed. In real life, 1963, Asherman's Bakery and Cartoon's Furniture Store sat on adjacent Ossining lots. Oh. Wentworth's and Swenson's Bakery sound exactly like real bakery. Yeah, they do. And and furniture store names. They do. All right. That was season three, episode seven, seven, twenty-three. That's a lot of sevens and a lot of threes in that whole situation. Getting a real, getting real mixed up in my head. And so I just have one thing to say, and that is, Yakety Sacks, Ashley predicts. Oh, boy. All right. But also I have to say, how much of a doozy was it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, it did not dooze me away. Okay. That's fair. There was some weirdness. All right. Now there was listen. a surprise. I mean. There was some. We had a punch in the head. There was a punch in the head. And the and fact that had... it started and I was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is happening? Yeah. That's a little doozy. That and ups the doozy factor. Duck and Peggy getting all it Right. On. But I don't agree with that. So. But we're, all right. I refuse to doze it. You were. Un- I refuse to doze. <laughs> you will not do the doze. I will not do the doze. All right. The duck so and where, Peggy. where does that land us? I'm going to give it uh, an 82%. That's helpful. It's it's solid. Yeah. I mean, we had a 103 last right. time. We can't do that Listen, I couldn't handle it it was too much if every time there was kill bill style happenings might as well be watching the walking dead which i watched last night oh and was that part of why this wasn't as big of a doozy because you were like no zombies right there's no walkers there's no hotty hot rick grimes no one is like or daryl dixon brains (laughs) they do that in the walking dead right if we did a walking dead podcast that would be your lingo every time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that are coral oh there's yeah. a lot of that in that show i though. mean i guess you would actually tailor it to the real show but because i've seen you would have to do the. have you ever seen it i watched the first season okay wasn't for me all right um you know people that's fine people do what they want to do all right age two percent doozy how about a ranking oh boy i'm gonna <laughs> give this i can't do seven no. Because seven is off the scale. We've been very clear about that. You can apparently do decimal points, but you can't do um, seven. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right, then I'm going to do a 6.9. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. 6.9 camera obscuras. 6.9 out of 10 camera obscura. Mm-hmm. Boy, the number of letters that I just wrote. <laughs> Over each other, <laughs> under each other, and out of order. It's a real mess. It's like it looks like I was trying to like mark it out, but I really wasn't. It's I was like, just trying to write the word. It's like that meme where you type congratulations with your eyes closed. Yes. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, yeah, I can use that. Okay. Predicts now... for season three, episode eight. We're halfway through. Yeah, that, this was the halfway that was mark the halfway for the whole mark. season. We got 13 Fs. All right. Well, now, sooner or later, he needs to fuck this teacher. All right. So, I'm going to go with a bold prediction that it's this next ep. All right. 
Because he needs to fuck her for a couple eps, and then there needs to be the fallout, and then there Mm -hmm. needs to be the point where he wants to run away, but he can't because he just signed this contract. Okay, so based on just your your straightforward Don Draper relationship trajectory, Mm -hmm. time has come for carnal knowledge. Yes. Followed by fuckery. Yes. Followed by fuckoffery. Exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. precisely. All right, great. So they're going to, he's going to go in for like a parent-teacher conference. Mm-hmm. And the conference is going to be, look at how sexy I am and my bra slips off my shoulder. Okay. And he will say, yes, indeed, that is sexy. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to finger blast her. All right. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. Oh, Betty Mm -hmm. and Henry Francis just keep going to different restaurants around Uh town. Yeah. And ordering random desserts. Okay. And never actually getting to, like, he'll say, oh, I'm going to come out and we Mm -hmm. will look at the Civic Building. Yes. But then he gets there and he says, I'm so sorry, I only have time for Uh this slice of apple pie. Or cherry pie. Or rhubarb pie. Mm. Just pie... Or Pie hummingbird time. cake, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So because different dessert. It can, doesn't have to be doesn't pie. Have to be pie. <laughs> because they meet up so many times, they run yeah. out of pie flavors. Right. Yeah. Blueberry, cherry, apple, pumpkin, or plum. Oh. Call me for dinner, honey. I'll be there. Oh, oh my. Okay. That's a Bob Dylan song. Oh, it's always Bob Dylan. It's called Country Pie. Oh boy. It's literally just about pie. Oh my <laughs> goodness gracious. <laughs> Look, that's Hachi-machi. what you signed up for. Me. <laughs> So um, they're having all these clandestine dessert eating times. And at some point he touches her elbow. And that sends shivers all over her body. Ooh. And the next thing you know, she's finger blasting him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's yeah. a dream. So both the drapers are mm-hmm. doing some finger blasting in the yes. next app. Yeah, it's a high time that Betty starts finger blasting exactly. on her own. I exactly. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, Joan is still hiding. She is okay. in the office, but this mm-hmm. time we're the, the camera is being real tricky. Okay, and they're giving us little tiny glimpses, like mm-hmm. the Xerox machine just looks extra voluptuous one day, <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a. A fern in uh-huh. the corner with great curves. <laughs> the, the leaves in all the right places. <laughs> <laughs> so, but still no one has caught on. Yes. Uh, and they're not being really explicit. A, a keen mm-hmm. eye yes, would need yes. to be had to, to discover this. But it's there. Mm-hmm. She's in the office. I can't. I'll, I'll look for it this time. Yeah. Yeah. Peggy starts coming into the office every day with different scarves, but just tied all over. Like, there's one around her neck. There's one around her wrist. <laughs> she's got one wrapped around her thigh. Mm-hmm. Um, so she just has scarves everywhere. And people yes. are like, and she's happy. Yes. Because she's getting laid on the reg. Mm-hmm. Her and Duck are doing the deed all the time. And he's just showering her with scarves. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in the That's bed where it's the like. the only thing she wants from him yes, is scarves. Yes, yes. There's a scene where it's like making it rain, but he's just throwing scarves in the yes. air. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so that's 
That's good. She's liking yes. it. I still disagree. All right. So I'm going to watch it and I'm going to say, Peggy, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Okay. No, no. I'm, I I appreciate that you are predicting <laughs> your own reaction to what will happen. Because yeah. most people, they just they just are concerned about like the characters right. and stuff. I want to know what you're thinking yeah. inside. I'm, I'm heavily invested in my own journey yes. in this. I mean, and so are the listeners and right. myself. Right. Um, who, who do we got? Oh, finally, Cooper mm-hmm. starts just winking at Don. <laughs> Every time Don walks by, he gives him a little, like, cool mm-hmm. guy head nod mm-hmm. or a wink and is like, oh, I see you. Uh-huh. Like, now that we've addressed the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. I'm just going to peek at it. I'm just going to give you a little... A little wink of roo roo. <laughs> but that's all nothing else is said yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. There's just some winks that happen. Yeah. Okay. And the lingo is going to be It's so silky. Oh. In regard to Peggy and the scarves. <laughs> I'm glad that you're going all in on the scarf next episode. <laughs> Cause you think it's gonna be like, you know what? They're going to have really enjoyed the scarf talk in this episode. And they're like, we need more scarf stuff. We're going to make this like a regular thing. Right. Or it could be Duck saying it to Peggy about a nightie she's wearing. Okay. Or it could be Betty about um, Henry's underpants. Okay. As she's preparing to finger blast. Oh. All right. And so there's a few variations. A few variations of, oh, it's so silky. I I like the... It, it could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. Because I would hate it if, like you said, Peggy says this about a scarf, but yeah. actually Betty says it about <laughs> Henry's underwear. <laughs> you know, the silk underwear right. that men are known for wearing? In the 60s. In the 60s, uh-huh. as they get finger blasted. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds like a really fun episode. I can't wait to see I'm that. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I love everything about it, and I love you. I love you. And listener... Ooh, I love you too. We love you. Y'all are great. Thanks for listening. Follow us in all the places. Yeah. I was going to say something and then I forgot and that's the best I could come up with. Hey, follow us on all the places. At Rad Mad Women. Instagram and Facebook, Twitter. I I can't do Twitter anymore. For myself, like I just don't even do Twitter because it was making me so sad. Oh, Um, why was it sad? Because it's like, would talk about like actual things that are happening in the world all the time you know climate change uh, because twitter is where the smart people go twitter is where the angry people go oh twitter is where the people scream into the void Mm. about all of the things that should be different yeah which can be satisfying but also as the if you're just like reading that all day long yeah our systems are not built to withstand that my no. system isn't. No. And no amount of Lexapro is going to get me there. <laughs> so, either right. way. Well, good for you. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> it's somewhere, but it's not yeah. here or there. And it's not on Twitter. Uh, rate us five stars on iTunes. Leave a positive review. Yes. Um, steal your friends and family members' phones and download all our episodes and, you know, encourage them to listen. And until next time, Merry Mad Men to all, and to to all a a good night. Thank you for listening to Mad Women. 
Mad Women is engineered by Ashley Davis, music by Kate E. Britt, and graphics by Dylan Anderson. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RadMadWomen. production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. That's right. In Canada, we eat poutine.